0: Minnesota Vikings fans, welcome back to the Purple People Eaters podcast. He's Aaron, I'm Chris, and we're here to talk about yet another victory. <laughs> Down the stretch, the double doink, 28-25. to 25. Even though it was a 61-yarder, obviously you just hit a 60, so you felt like, okay, well, this dude can hit it. Um, man, when it left his foot, I thought it was good for sure. But the double doink, uh, which – Aaron and I were just talking off air that that's usually a double doink. Just the terminology usually falls on uh, the Viking side, but we got lucky this time. We didn't have to go to overtime and they got the job done. They found a way, you know, last year we would not find a way as many times as we should have. And so three and one with the legit chance um, to be, you know 4 and 1 and also 3 and 0 oh in the division uh would be a big big thing so we're going to start by recapping uh you know the the game here it was back and forth um especially in the second half <laughs> it was uh, it was exciting I'll say that the UK <laughs> fans definitely got uh you know a whole lot it was funny cuz my mom was all happy she got to watch the the game live at a good you know decent time for over there in Sweden so um But, yeah, we'll talk it through. It was nice to see Jefferson um, be able to go off and and once in a while even get some one-on-ones. He definitely had a great day. Variety of things. You know, there's a good, bad, and ugly. We've been kind of keeping tabs on this red zone um, stuff. And, obviously, uh, was it two out of five or something like that? Yeah, I think think it was two out of five as far as uh, touchdowns. Uh, compared to trips that that needs to tick up defensively, definitely living up to uh, that then that don't break. Uh, so there's a variety of stuff we'll talk about. Then we will discuss the turnaround after being you know overseas, at home against the Chicago Bears, and we'll preview and predict that. And if you've listened to the show long enough, you know we do a gopher segment to close and unfortunately, we gotta talk about. A Gophers L against Purdue. But if this is your first time listening to this Purple People Eaters podcast, welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash rope Radio. You don't have to go to Blog Talk and rope and download the show directly there. Listen to the browser if you don't want to. You can find the Vikings show under the rope Radio podcast on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Player FM, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, uh, in a variety of other places as well. You can head on over to the gruelingtruth.com. And one more thing. If you're thinking about cutting the cord or you're happy, not quite happy, I got something for you. It's called Direct TV Stream. It's the best of live TV and on-demand, no annual contracts, no hidden fees. Plus, you get to enjoy regional sports networks without those additional fees. If you choose the choice and ultimate package, that gives you three months at $160 value, by the way. Free Showtime, Star Cinemax, and Epics for a limited time. Only the prices start as low as forty nine ninety nine for two months. That's direct TV stream. Okay. Going to go ahead and bring in the co-host, Aaron. And, uh, hey, man, it's that old saying, Ooh. a win is a win is a win is a win.
1: You are correct. Well, what do you know? I mean, the double doink you know looking at the ball it even seemed like counterintuitive that it would go on that side of the crossbar but it did and you know we rarely get little breaks like this at least it seems that way we're kind of uh you know woe is me fan base so it was nice to see that although you know it didn't have to be like that you had a lot of opportunities to score a lot of field goals that was what uh joseph's fifth field goal of the day i mean you got to finish drives in the red zone like you said that's been an issue, so we keep wanting to put a spotlight on that. And it's just you know, things haven't quite come together offensively and, and defense, you know, they're coming along, but I still wouldn't say they're there yet.
0: Yeah. Seems like both sides of the ball will show us a whole lot of good and then like, ooh, ooh, that's not good. So it it it, it unlike kinda like what you mentioned last week, we did get the the false starts and the in the random stuff in there that kind of backed up drives and whatnot. But just kind of focusing in on that red zone, you know, we had five different trips to the red zone, only scored two touchdowns. Literally one more touchdown would have made that afternoon a lot easier. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's positive that we're getting in, you know, to, to the uh, the red zone five times, right? But, yeah, you just literally just one more could have done so much. Like you said, it didn't have to be that way. Big day for special teams, though, right? Fumble recovery, fake punt conversion, um, obviously five for five, especially in the clutch. Greg Joseph, now also in the clutch, (laughs) was, uh, you know, you go back to that fourth and what was it, fourth and nine? And they call a timeout, came back, all of a sudden they're lined up for a 60-yard field goal. You go, well, they sure wouldn't have had to do this. You know, they would have had to go for it on fourth and nine. If uh, Joseph just hits the extra point and it's 29-25, you knew, Aaron, didn't you know right away when they missed that one, uh, that extra point that it's like, okay, yeah, this is going to burn us right now.
1: Yeah, it's a crooked number. You know, it always mm. happens. It's like, you know, we, I don't think he's missed one yet this year, but the inevitable missed extra point in, for us, it's just, and by us, I mean Vikings fans, it's just, you know, the the harbinger of, of sorrow Coming through. It's like I know you're gonna miss an extra point. That's gonna make it a little weird at the end, and you know you get beat by when you should have tied to go into overtime. You, you end up getting beat by one, and it's you always know it's gonna come back and bite you. So it's one of those things where your your, your gut kind of drops once you mix that extra point because it's not just the missing the extra point. It's like all the possibilities that opens for what can happen. So yeah, I mean he kicked he kicked fairly well for the day, but. You know, you start to miss extra points and we won't say it will be an issue for him, but man, it's just not a good thing. Just, just, just make your extra points, man.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it's hard not to be like, are you, you just, you, you are four for four, dude. You're hitting long field goals. Like how, how can this be? But it is, it just is. I don't, I can't explain it. There's no point in trying to explain it. It just, it just happens, but lucky enough. He did, uh, you know, let that guy get out of his mind and uh, hit that, you know, field goal when we needed it, the ultimate game winner. So, um, you know, it is what it is. But they did come out real strong, um, the Vikings offense. Uh, 13 plays, 75 yard, almost seven minutes. Um, we were kind of wondering why uh, Osborne was so wide open, and then we saw, oh, okay. There was actually a little block there. Jefferson got his hands on the guy. (laughs) It was like, well, you can't make it that obvious. But, however, that was probably the touchdown to Mattson. That may have been our best screenplay of the year. And Thielen, I believe, I think it was Osborne or Thielen, that got a really good block on that play. You know, you don't see too many uh, screenplays, for obvious reasons, that close uh, near the end zone.
1: No, you don't. It was a, a bit of a surprise. I mean, we were at the six-yard line or something like that. A good block by Thielen. But, yeah, I think that was probably, for this season, that's probably the best screenplay we've seen because everything else has been a, a mitigated disaster. It's been a bad pass or the defense sniffs it out. Or uh, I think I'm thinking about uh, – no, it wasn't the Detroit game. It was Philadelphia. We kept trying to go to these screens. Yeah. And they were just was like, like, no. Dude,
0: what are you throwing that ball for? There's yeah. so many guys around there, you know.
1: Philadelphia's just like not today, no screens today. We <laughs> shut the door on that. But yeah, so maybe that's part of the surprise is doing it so close or doing it in the red zone that you, you get the uh, a little bit of the benefit. But yeah, I mean it's a nice play, good cut by Madison, great block by Thielen, and a good play call. Um, but way to start it off. I mean those scripted plays, you know, we're always good at that. You know, we can practice it during the week. Get out there, you can go down for a seven-minute drive, and then it seems like after that things start to get a little bit hairy.
0: Yeah, and uh, it it is such a mixed bag of stuff because when you look at it, we'll kind of break down some of this stuff because when you look at it, you go, huh, that's pretty good. But a lot of it does tie to, to getting in the end zone, especially when we had a short field, when we get a turnover, you know, and that type of thing. And it was kind of punt, punt, you want to punt, we'll punt, back and forth. And then the Honey Badger snuck up uh, stealthily on Cousins. He even threw, like, a pump fake that looked like he was going to Jefferson. Thought he had Irv Smith, but the Honey Badger said, nah, bruh, not today. I kind of felt like, oh, boy, this might go for a a touchdown for a second when he got it, just because he's always making plays like that. But that was one um, where it just – he jumped the route, Cousins thought he pump faked him, and obviously the Honey Badger got him uh, basically, you know, looking like he was going to jump on that pump, and that was not the case. Um, so that interception happened, and that led for them to score, to tie it up 7-7, seven, uh, seven to seven. Um, 12 play, 60-yard drive, 6 minutes, um, which I didn't realize it was that freaking long of a play drive in general um Kendrick's got a little banged up I think he said his nose you know he kind of hit his nose again from from the week before um but you know it's seven to seven and you know I, I didn't like the throw um obviously but uh I guess the honey badger is good at jumping routes but it I don't know maybe maybe it was the pump fake that actually slowed it down and gave him more time I'm not sure but either way, turnover leading to a touchdown—it's seven-seven.
1: Yeah, seven-seven. You know, I—if you take a pump fake and rhythm, I suppose it works. Or maybe you want to throw a safety off, which is exactly what you would say you wanted to do. But maybe you're just sure. hesitant to throw on first, and then, you know, then you came back around. And it was too late. He sniffed it out, and uh, I thought he was going to take it back too. But um, it's you know, smart play by the safety. But like you said, not a great throw. Didn't have to be made. Um But you know, we're kind of asking Kirk to take some chances this year, and you know, I guess you got to live and die with him taking chances. It's all calculated risk, and he doesn't seem to be the best at you know calculating risk at times. And so you know, you you got to wash that one out. It was, caused you seven points, and you're tied up. But, I mean, on the flip side of that, you make a couple good throws that he wouldn't normally make, so, you know, I guess it's a little bit of give and take there, and you just got to live with the bad and, and accept the good. Um But, yeah, tough throw, great play by the Honey Badger, and, you know, we t- we're tied at seven.
0: Yeah, and, and even down on the, it was third and goal, and it was like, no pressure, just sitting in the pocket like, okay, there we go, touchdown. It, that was a little disappointing right there because you're right, it led to a touchdown, but they still had to go and, you know, get 12 plays to do it in a six-minute drive. So it was like, dang. like That That, that was a little frustrating, though, that third and goal, and just to have, you know, so much uh, time. Now we got the ball back, nine minutes left in the half. Dillon had a nice uh, – first down catch and that's where we were just talking about this before we hit record cook got tripped on an illegal trip but it's so tough to i, I saw some people freaking out on twitter about that but it's, it's so tough to to see those but you know I, we were just talking about this too we don't really know where the safety was because uh, we never saw him get to that other level to so where the, the the camera would move there but it looked like it was either going to be a large you know huge gang or he would have scored a touchdown and that, you know, you never know what that little stuff does, um, to it. But then all of a sudden, boom, you know, and it's funny cause they opened up more man and man, man to man that had something to do with that first drive too. And then they switched to a zone and, uh, on third and three, uh, the, I think the D tackle and the end basically met, um, at the quarterback, which is always a good thing. um, And so we had to punt it there. Now, Sullivan made a a really great read and tackle, I remember, on a third and three on that Saints drive. Uh, And he's starting to step up a little bit, had a little shaky moments and whatnot. Um, But then, you know, they forced a a three and out. They had a couple of three and outs, the Saints, I think three of them in the first half. So that is something, you know, that is something pretty big. Ham almost made his best catch ever. Um, I mean, that was it was so close. Uh, but uh, I remember, I think it was a third and eight, if I remember correctly. Uh, Thielen made a really good catch there. Um, I think there was a pi on that one too. J., uh, Jefferson had that toe tapping first down, then another first down. It was nice when we when we had that one and one on one. We definitely took advantage of it because they were kind of going back and forth, Aaron one-on-one and then zone doubling up on Jefferson.
1: Yeah, I I think they, you know, put a call out to the league. You don't play man against this team. You just can't do it. Um, We've talked about it for the last few weeks about all the options. And, you know, if you're going to do this to Jefferson, Thielen's going to get that. If you're going to do it to both, then you're going to have to deal with Osborne. There's, all that stuff and you can't go man to man with Jefferson. I mean, you had pretty much league's top three corner on him all day. And what a battle that was, by the way. We can talk a little bit about that later. Just those two were going at each other. And then, uh, Thielen, you know, I don't want, I still don't think you want to put anybody, but maybe the best corners on him one on one because he, you know, he'll fry all of them with his routes. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, th- I think they got in and out of man, but I think they, you know, thought, maybe hubris that they could stay in man coverage, but it just wasn't working. And that's what we're seeing in those drives is that you want to go to man. Fine. We're going to find Jefferson. He's going to be open again. Um, So you got to kind of play zone. And I think they kind of settled in on zone until the end. And, you know, we all know what happens if you put Jefferson one-on-one in a big situation. It's it's just not good for your defense. And uh, no
0: safety help either. It's like, okay, if that's what you want to do.
1: It's got to be Lattimore just being like, you know, I got him. I got him. You know, right. don't worry about it. I got him. You know, and it's like, okay, well, at some point, get a little safety help or play zone and hope that you can, you know, make up for three of those guys out. Because there was times there we were going five wide, empty backfield. And you want to play man on that, you're going to have guys stuck on linebackers. That's not a good recipe for success.
0: Yeah, and something that stands out – that you just were talking about that, to have, like, an empty set, you know, nobody in the backfield. It's it's really interesting to see that this year, which we re- – unless we had to, it was third and 28 or something, you know. Um, that just wasn't the systems we were in. So it is kind of fun to see that. Back to that drive, though, that had it going right around the two-minute warning. we had a first down and more, probably would have been – Oh, for sure inside the 10, maybe inside the five, somewhere in there on a first down and goal. But Munn dropped that ball. Um, But then on a third and one, just run stuff. D-line was just all up in there. That was one of those things where you're like, man, it's just one little thing, whether it's a missed throw, drop pass, you know, pressure, whatever it is. But it was always something, not always, but most of the time, obviously two out of the five times in the red zone we had to kick field or three. Out of them, we had to kick field goals. Now, the the next time they had the ball after getting up 10-7, sack, strip, stripped, Harrison uh, Phillips stripped, or no, recovered it, and I think Tomlinson had the strip, and Zadarius and Tomlinson, I think, split that one. Um, now, they had three timeouts left, Aaron, and uh, after I think it went to Jefferson in the open field, they didn't use one of – they had three. And it's kind of like that kind of leaves the middle of the o- the field open, too, if you don't – you know, if you stop the clock early, then you still have uh, two of them. So you could use one if you do go in the middle of the field and then obviously use one if you did it again and then to be able to get the, the field goal out there. So that was – and then there was also – O'Neal probably had his worst game uh, in a long time that I can remember. False start, he had like two or three of them, I believe, at least two. Uh, and then next thing you know is third and fifteen. What are your thoughts? We made it thirteen to seven, by the way, to close out. But what are your thoughts about that having three timeouts? It felt like we, we kind of burned a little bit too much time there.
1: I would agree with that. I, I think we probably did burn too much time. If you have the timeouts, use them. Um, you said you could have hit something in the middle of the field, called a timeout, maybe something again across the middle and then try to hit the sideline, or you can just do a bunch of sidelines, and if you happen to get tackled inbounds, you have timeouts. Um, But, I mean, it depends on what they wanted to do. I, I just think that, you know, if they had a plan, then I'm fine with it, but if you're just out there throwing darts, that's a different story. So, um, you know, some guys want to save their timeouts, but, hey, you don't get them back at the half. So, I, I don't know. I, I think uh you use them, and then, you know, you save one for the field goal team and uh and that's generally my rule of thumb there but i i I, you know you never know where you're going to go in your reads and it's kind of you know unless you run the ball and you know you're going to need a timeout because you're not going to get out of bounds um generally try to use them i would think
0: yeah and especially gives you a little time to you know talk it through and get a good play drawn up too so i don't know um yeah it it felt like we kind of who knows if we would have scored a touchdown, but it kind of it kind of a, it took that out of it, basically. Um, so at the half, thirteen to seven, both teams stuffing the run pretty well. The Saints at half had thirty-eight yards rushing. We had thirty-six. Uh, we had one hundred and forty-three yards passing. They only had forty-four. Uh, four, third down, both teams are really good on third down in the first half. Four of eight for the Bikes, three of six for them. 1720 uh, to 20 to 40, so it felt pretty good, but it did have, as the game went on, Aaron, it did kind of, it had that feeling of, you know, we should probably be up by a little bit more than this, you know what I mean, it's like, man, and that kind of goes back to just one of those touchdown type things, um, but at half, and even in the, the early, uh, you know, third quarter, it, it just felt like, man. We're we're leaving plays on the field.
1: This red zone, red zone runs at Zimmer would run red zone throughout all of uh, training camp, red zone periods, to nonstop red zone, red zone runs. Because he knows. You get in the red zone, you got to score touchdowns. And I'm not saying O'Connell's not doing that or, or there's not as big emphasis because I don't know. But I know our red zone percentage was a lot better last year than it is this year. And a lot of that could be just getting used to the new system, new plays timing, all that stuff, Um, and it'll start to come around a little bit, you'd think, if that's the case. Um, But, yeah, we need to get more successful in the red zone. I just, like you said, we left a lot on the field. We could have been up two touchdowns, you know, maybe one touchdown even. It's just you got to score when you get down there. Field goals are fine, but you keep them to a minimum. You want to score touchdowns ideally, and, you know, just got to keep working on that. I know you've been highlighting it for most of the season. It's just like, eh, you know, just kind of this red zone's still not there. We're still, you know, giving things back when we shouldn't be. And uh, you know, you score one touchdown, two touchdowns in those opportunities. It's a different ball game and allows the defense to go play free instead of being exactly. under the gun. And it's just you know, score the ball. If you're in the red zone, I'd say get above fifty percent on that. You have to.
0: Yeah, exactly. And like you said, especially these last two years, I mean, we've been great. We've been one of the best teams in the red zone, period. Uh, so yeah, we, we, it's probably a combination of that stuff, uh, as far as just new and whatnot. But yeah, we, we definitely we only had run it really one good week. That was Detroit, 3-3. Other than that, uh, even that's why we first pointed out, like, man, you know, even when we were up on Green Bay, it was nice that that wasn't a game per se, but we, you know, we could have scored an extra touchdown or whatever. Um, so it was kind of back and forth that we, we had our first three and out. So that is a positive compared, <laughs> that is one thing last year, the three and outs, right? So we only had one three and out um, on the day, which it's like, okay, well, damn, I didn't realize that. Um, but, you know, it's kind of back and forth, but then, you know, Chris Boyd knocked, you know, knocked the ball out. I think he rec- Covered it and knocked it out balls out on a punt uh return and they're just a perfect example we get the ball at the 44 yard line of their 44 yard line um jefferson gets that big catch and run um where he made like the defensive backs run into each other a la michael vick it's first and goal delay of game because it's yep. even said after the and you know what that one was his fault. We almost had another one. I forgot to mention that, too. We almost had another one that drive before or two drives before. And it was like Cousins saying, snap it. So the second one he admitted was his fault. The first one he's like, dude, we got to go. So it's almost two delay of games. And it's not like it was an 80-yard pickup or something like that where you're running down. And, you know, it, you needed to you needed to do something about that or call timeout, whatever. But it, that, that kind of just those little things, it was like at that point – you know, four trips, and it was like, dang, we only got one. You know, one touch. Or, you know, one touchdown to do it, and and then there was a play on that same drive where Jefferson was just coming open, and it's it's like there's a free guy coming, and he had to throw it early, so it was behind, and it would have been a great, great catch. And will he make that catch sometime? Yeah, but you know that was a tough catch because you're running one way. Then you got to jump and turn in the air. That's a tough-ass catch. But once again, Cousins probably would have let him. But when you throw the ball, looking at it from the all-22 angle, he couldn't have even thrown it that way because there's a guy coming right up the gut free. And it was like, it's just these minor little mistakes that were creeping up, man. Details.
1: You know, it's all, at this point, you're four games in. You know the system for, you know, it's like book smart and street smart. You know the books. What the book yeah. says, and now you got to apply it. And it's all about details and timing and all that stuff that you can work out in the preseason, but you didn't play anybody in the preseason. And I'm not going to, I mean, I, I guess I'm for that because I don't want to see anybody get hurt, but, uh, you, you know, it's all about that. The nuances are starting to come into play now and you have to be able to, I mean, once you get over the hump and you start to figure out the timing and figure out all this stuff. And now you got a free runner. Why do you got a free runner? Who didn't know their assignment? Blah, blah, blah. All that stuff, when you start to get it worked out, things are going to run a lot smoother. But right now, I think it's just kind of seeing growing pains. And, uh, I hope it's growing pains. Otherwise, it's lack of discipline. So let's call it growing pains for now. And, uh, and just hopefully that gets ironed out, you know. Right. You know, you got a good chance against the Bears coming up. So, you know, it's, It's time to get things together. I think defensively it's the same way. You got to iron out these things. I I see improvement in the defense though, but it, and I see improvement in the offense. So I feel like it's, it's just timing. It's just flow. It's just rhythm, those type of things. And you know, blocking and all that stuff. And I, I think it'll, it'll get itself worked out.
0: Yeah. Especially free guys coming. And you know, how many times did they even bring five or six guys? Not many. It was mostly four guys rushing, and we had five guys. So it's like, all right, dude. And I remember there was a couple good pickups, a match in, on one of them, uh, you know, that, that did would, – would make a pickup, and then we'd be able to complete the pass. But to your point, another field goal at 16-7, to 7, boom, 12-play 12, uh, 12 drive. I think they got a fourth and four. Uh, yeah, they got a fourth and four. Uh, it took up almost five minutes of clock, and Pat P actually had back-to-back breakups – on that drive but they got that fourth and four um they even had a couple false starts on this one it was second and 16 next thing you know Callaway, as cam went out they went right after evans 33 yard catch uh, what just wasn't able to get the his you know his hands on the ball but he was in position third goal murray muscles his way in and that's exactly what we're talking about it was 16 to 7 could have been 20 to 7 Next thing you know, you know, it's, it's not right. It's 16 to 14. And it's like, dude, here we go. Um, now they did go to, you know, go, go get a nice little drive going. Um, nine plays and whatnot to make, you know, to push that lead a little bit more once they get a, a field goal though, 19 to 14. And that was that back-to-back touchdown drives um, 75 yards a piece one a little over five minutes, one other. And that's where the defense in the second half was kind of like kind of showing some flaws in there. And a lot of it was just not getting enough pressure because uh, you just can't – it doesn't matter who's that quarterback. If they have all the time in the world, they're going to get you some way. Even if they just – it takes 12 plays, you know, they're going to get you. Um, so that, that kind of – you know, next thing you know, what was going through your head, though, you know we get the field goal 19-14 then they march down get a touchdown it's 22 to 19 now and you're like okay well this is exactly kind of what we were talking about here if uh, if you do field goals all they need is to score and now they get the lead on a t- you know on a game it felt like we should be up by 10
1: that's exactly how it felt and you know, I think you hit the nail on the head about the defense. It's really just a lack of pressure, and we didn't think that would be a problem with Zadarius and Hunter. And we we're thinking, yeah. oh, they're gonna, you know, twenty sacks each. you blah, blah, blah. You're right. You know, but You're it's right. just been a lack of pressure. And I don't care if it's Andy Dalton, if it's Justin Fields, if it's Zach Wilson. I don't care. You give them time, they're gonna, they're gonna find someone. You can't cover guys forever. So, you know, that's been an issue. I think defensively, if you can get more pressure and. I, I think Donatel doesn't want to blitz, and I understand that. He's a system guy. You know, I got my system. And right. That's what we do in our system. We've been doing it for 22 you know, years. We We've been doing it for 22 years, and, and <laughs> this is what we do. And we'll get pressure. Don't worry. You know, it's like, but, you know, you got to send some people if, if, if you're getting uh, no pressure at all just to help your your secondary there. And I'm glad you brought up Pat P as well because that's a savvy vet. If I've seen one, yeah. I mean, every time he gets tested, you're like, hey, speed, Oh pulled a little rabbit out of his hat
0: there
1: huh? you know it's like oh, okay man you've been doing this for a while having it and uh yeah so i mean it's it's one of those things chris where you go yeah you get a couple of you know score a touchdown hey you can miss an extra point to score a touchdown yeah
0: that's fine and <laughs> that's uh
1: that's fine dude no problem stop taking field goals, play, you know <laughs> and, so yeah it changes the whole game and you know a loose defense maybe you get some pressure who knows um but, yeah, that's been an issue, and, and, yeah, I felt the same way you did. It's just like, come on, it doesn't have – why does it have to be like this?
0: Why does it have to be like this again, you know?
1: Well, and yeah. you could just score touchdowns.
0: Mm-hmm. And we're not saying you have to be perfect in the red zone. It's literally just one more or two more. It's not a, a whole lot to ask for. And that drive where we did have the fake punt um, to, you know, the – the, the former, you know, they always do the oh, the former QB in high school. You know, they always go to that story, and uh, that was the rookie uh, out of Michigan State's first catch too. Low toss, nice catch, by the way. But I'm not, you know, I'm not going to complain too much from a punter throwing the ball. That was perfect way have have a perfect. Just have the guy,
1: just have him throw a few in in practice. You know,
0: they said he threw a, a just, hundred balls. All right, uh, they we'll did that two. play hundred times this this last week. I said. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, throw two hundred, but just you know, you know, a yeah. little more on it. It's a little more on it, you know. That's that was all. a
0: perfect play, though, because yeah, it looked perfect like almost play. a route. You know, the way he came right. in and it looked like he's gonna sprint down and dipped out. But that was a mess after that, though. Um, there was like a first down delve and run, and then um, intentional grounding, which I don't know. Thielen, sometimes intentional grounding is like, well, Thielen was in the area, so if he just throws it a little lower, it's there. I don't know. That was kind of touchy, but either way, it's it's, uh, it's second and twenty. Then another false start by O'Neal, who had his worst game, second and 25, third and 20, you know, just 46-yard field goal, blah, 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 blah. That was before all that stuff. That that drive was just a mess, and, and at that point, it really felt like both sides of the ball, it was starting to get ugly. It was like, oh, boy, man, here we go. We're, we're both, both sides are falling apart when they need to, uh, you know, one side's pick you up, you know, or special teams pick you up, and then, you know, you can't finish it and stuff like that. So – you know, twenty-two to nineteen. Um, not much time left in the game. You know, not a ton of time anyway. It's fourth quarter. Um, actually, yeah. Look, nine twenty-nine left after the two-point. Con- Who was covering Landry on the two-point conversion? By I the still way? don't know.
1: I does, don't does know. Anybody
0: know that? I mean, the, it's a two-point conversion, I, dude. It, I you mean, got to be it, at least close to him.
1: There's wide open, and then there's wide open, and it's like, okay, well. A missed assignment is what I gotta say there. Or just a really great play call. But there was no one there within 10 feet. At probably the two, more right? than that. You're They're at the. Two. At two, so they say things get all compressed in the red zone and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> there was no compression there. Not a
0: little bit. It's just that uh, one threw me off, dude. Just that like that. It huh. threw me off. It's <laughs> <was> like, okay. <laughs> I was like, this yeah. Is getting easier by the down. Or by the, yeah, yeah by the down, it's getting uglier. So it's 22 to 19, you're thinking, okay, well, we got plenty of time. But, man, it, things are going to shit on both sides. Um, that's when uh, they're actually early in that drive. Um, I remember there was, like, a, a high pass that we couldn't convert. But then I think maybe two plays later, Thielen did convert. It barely got the conversion. Um, I think that's the play where Matson uh, had a nice block pickup and that was all you needed to get through that. There was a holding on the defense as well. Um, but it was like even in that drive that we're going to say, you know, was uh, you know 10 plays, five minutes, exactly what you need in the fourth quarter, we still let like two dudes just free range at the QB. Like nobody there. It's second and 21. Jefferson got a 17-yard pickup, and then K.J., who hadn't caught a ball yet, First down, and I like what they did on that play. I, I wrote a little note about it. They moved the pocket to the right. So I was like, all right, obviously shit's going bad. <laughs> Why don't we just design this play to go to the right, get everybody moving, and there won't be a free guy up the gut. And sure enough, we got the first down. Um, and, and that's actually a play where J.J. almost got a, 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 a big catch, too. Couldn't quite come down with it. He kind of let the ball come into his, his chest. But there was also, uh, I think, hands to the face penalty. It got a little ugly there for their side, too. Uh, that deep pass, uh, I think it was on the third and seven, that deep pass to Thielen in the end zone or right before the end zone. Oh, boy, had two hands. Uh, you know, people were like, oh, that's a bullshit call. I was like, dude, he had, he had his arm, he had his forearm and his, like, tricep locked in. He couldn't even move his arm up. They're like, well, yeah, but after – You know, Thielen messed with this helmet. It's like, dude, the the thing's already done at that point. Uh, So it was first and goal. So we got what we needed. First and goal, got in there. Okay, that little end around. I guess they can say who the hell was there too, right? If you got Jefferson in motion, that's a weird play for him to be able to just walk in, isn't it?
1: I know because you've been putting it in motion. Uh, all season, and sooner or later he's going to get the ball. They just chose to give him the ball on that time, and it was pretty slick. Would you I mean, follow kinda,
0: him then if he's in motion?
1: Yeah, I think they just got so used to film of seeing him as like just not he's not going to get Boy. the ball. Right. Yeah, and uh, so it was pretty smooth Weston, though. I mean, yeah. it was a smooth handoff. Um, yeah, a nice fake slick. with with Kirk. It was slick. Is very slick. So it was a nice play. He walked in basically, and yeah, yeah. back to the pi. I mean, okay, so. <laughs> There's two guys on him, one hits him, there's your penalty. Right. The other guy's grabbing him. That's a whole different thing. They called two penalties on it and they, they accepted one, but uh yeah, I mean, it's anybody's gonna question that call, especially the way they're calling uh you know yeah, right. penalties now for that five yard penalty. I keep forgetting what it's called for some reason, what they call it, but
0: yeah, like yeah I mean contact or, I don't know. Look,
1: this year you touch a legal contact, that's it. If you touch after 5 yards this season, uh, you know, you're going to get a a flag unless the ref doesn't feel like it. So, um, <laughs> you know, that's how it is. And I have no problem with that. It's a great uh a great play. I mean, you can't just go for it. I guess you're going to get PI or illegal contact. So, um, great job and way to finish the drive finally.
0: Yeah, exactly. Good way to put it. Finally. And, you know, we only had five penalties, which for this year is actually a little high. We do uh, lead the league as far as least penalties, which is always good. They were up to – I wrote it down somewhere in the four minutes left, ten penalties. uh, And I think they ended with that. But it was first and 20 because of a holding call. And, you know, only two plays, first down pretty easy, no problem. You know, third and nine, uh, you know – I think it was third and nine after Cam had a, a deep ball, but he knocked it down. Um, and we actually got some pressure on a blitz on third down, so that was kind of nice. And then, of course, we didn't really mention it, but the missed extra point happened, right? And you're thinking, oh, dude, here we go. It's, it's you know, it's fourth and nine, right? Two-minute warning hits, fourth and nine. They come back from commercial, and more than likely, they're not going to go for that freaking you know, they're going to have to go for it, right? They're not going to kick a field goal. I mean, maybe you kick a field goal and try to go to onsides or whatever, but more than likely they're going to, especially where they were in the field, they're probably going to go for it, uh, or they would have to go for it, just if you make the extra point. 60-yard make, and he freaking hit that thing nice, dude. I mean, mean, he hit the shit out of that ball. Um, Vikings get the ball back with – Obviously not a whole lot of time. I think it was like, well, under two minutes. It was like 140-something left. Tie ball game, once again, 25-25. Cook had a really nice, patient uh, 14-yard run, and he, he looked like he's about to go out of bounds, dip back in, then went out of bounds. It was really nice. And then, of course, the deep ball, one-on-one, um, you know, they, they got out of zone for that huge, huge play. Um JJ had a step on him, and Cousins put it right on the button. Back to back runs, setting up the third and nine. Um, Kate, dude, on one of the on that handoff to Cook in that third and nine play, KJ ran into Kirk. I was like, Oh no, no, no! <laughs> they got they actually lost the yard on that, but they did end up uh, kicking the field goal to go up 28-25. five. Twenty four seconds left, you know. I'm not, you know, it's not no over. timeouts. Yeah. No, ta- thank you. No timeouts. <laughs> um, it's not over to the fat lady saints, but, you know, but yeah. yeah, it feels like it's like, okay, I like my chances. Boom. Like right off the bat, big play down the field, 12 seconds left. Uh, Harrison is on the ground, you yeah. know, hurt. I'm like, Oh wow. This is really, they had to do this, didn't they? They literally had to do this. Um, yeah, 32 yard pass, first play, first and ten. It was like, are you uh, don't bend. this is not the time to bend. This is not the bending time. Uh, but ultimately, you know, they didn't break. Not like they were going to go for a touchdown there, though. So that's not really stopping it, is it? Um, so let me let just just walk <laughs> me through walk me through this whole thing. Um, how you were feeling at home? Uh, most of us were standing up in our living room. Dude just hit a 60 yarder clean as hell. So yep. you're then all of a sudden pretty confident he's going to hit another one. Sure. Normally, if it was just a 61 yarder, I'd feel, all right, dude, this is going to be tough, you know? Uh, but yeah, take it over from here.
1: So. Well, you take, you know, you go back to the great throw, Kirk and Jefferson, and you basically call ball game at that point, right? And sure Jefferson did. Great play. Great play. And uh, you think, okay, so now we're in field goal position. We can keep going. So you think you're feeling pretty good, right? Uh Like I said, 24 seconds, I think you said. No timeouts. Andy Dalton, you know, yeah, right. defense playing all right. Getting a little pressure earlier. Things are going to go good. And then, you know, the, the big pass. Okay, okay. You, know, you take it in. It's not a big deal. Just you know, they got they got to run to the line. They don't have time to call a play. They're like, oh, Harrison Smith's hand or, or whatever it is. Is like I was just telling him, just run off the field. What yeah, are you right, walking exactly. for? <laughs> Somebody push him down. Just yeah. hurry, you know, <laughs> No Harrison Smith, but it's like, come on, man, talk about timing and bad timing. Horrible. Uh, so basically they get a free timeout, an injury timeout, right? So they can cart their their field goal kicker out there and line up for a sixty-one yarder after you just made a 60 yard. I mean, this, this game's tied, right? We're going to overtime. It's, it's pretty much the way it is. And you're thinking, oh, wow, this goes back to, I think in Seattle, was it two years ago we had, we had the Seahawks down in the same situation back on their two yard line and Russell breaks out like a 60 yard run on us and they're back in the game ready to hit field goal position. I think they won because we never won in Seattle. So that's what I was seeing again. It was like, okay. I think it was Olave who caught the, yep. who caught the man. He had earlier caught a ball that wasn't meant for him and he just kind of snuck around and got it. Mm. Um, so I'm thinking this is just some saint stuff that, that's happening. There's nothing we can really do. Um, but he's got to make a 61 yarder and that's, I know we made a 60 yarder, but do it, do it again is basically what I'm saying. And, uh, you know, it looked good off his foot, Chris. I, he hit that thing strong. Looked good in the air and uh, gets to the upright. That was a left upright, I think. And, yep. uh, you know, at this point, I'm not even, I, I think it's through the uprights, but then I, doing, you know, mm-hmm. and then dong, and I couldn't tell if it went over or, or, or over. So, nobody right. I really knew until I started seeing the uh, Vikings players uh, celebrating the refs crossing their hands, mm-hmm. you know, and you're just like, wow. One thing is, incredibly lucky two uh luck is a rare thing as a vikings fan and three uh, three and one you know i don't care how it's three yeah. and one and so you're you know you see the replays and you're like this doesn't even really make sense when you look at it either it's the laws of physics are are off here but the ball bounces in weird ways you see it and fumbles all the time so yeah man i mean who didn't think that kick was going through at 61? Like, there's a pretty confident kicker who had just kicked the 60 yard. It was
0: definitely long and high enough, right? You know, and
1: then you started to think, well, what, what are we going to do in, in overtime? The Kirk in overtime and all the stuff, you know, just floating around in your head. And, but yeah, man, we escaped with a, with a victory. We pulled a victory from the jaws of defeat. <laughs> Pun intended.
0: Yeah, except it was tied. So who knows what the hell would have happened overtime, but I didn't see it hit the sec. I didn't see the double doink. I just saw the first one. I, I just saw the hit. I did not. I actually alive I did not note. I saw the boggle down, and I thought, "Wow, okay, that didn't make it." But I didn't even realize the first time that it actually hit the lower one. I I didn't know that, and that would I. So I didn't go the ooh ooh I didn't have a double reaction. It was like ooh oh, what's you know what's going on? You know, I did I did not see the second one. I just didn't get to have a good track on it, but. Part of it was just, you know, like I said, already seeing him hit a 60-yarder. But also, when he kicked it, it looked good, dude. It was like, oh, wow, yeah, he's going to fucking do it again. But, you know, stat-wise, it was always there. It was always in the hand because the Vikings – this is Dustin Baker. The Vikings are now 51-1 uh, when leading at the start of the fourth quarter since Blair Walsh missed against the Seahawks in the playoffs. And he tried to make like a fun tweet, but also like, yeah, that sucked. Um, it was always, you know, it was always there. But it actually in that time frame, you know, we, we got the best metric in the in that time frame. Of course, where it started, the time frame, that really sucks because we should have been in the second round that year. And I still can't believe he missed that kick. I don't care. That one
1: stings, day. man. I still it really stings. Does. You know, because yeah, quickly, just to go on a side on that, it's like, freezing day what was it, like 50 below something yeah, like that i cold. mean you worked your ass off. a young team a young defense uh kendrick's bar all those guys worked their butts off man against a great seattle team a young russell wilson and just to have it go down like that it just kind of killed zimmer's tenure and just it was just a, if you look back at it and all the things that came from it it was a huge kick and a huge miss and for the franchise, it just stings still to this day. That
0: was 2015, right? Because the next year we were five and zero when went to hell. That was actually our best, our worst offensive line on, on the books. I'm pretty sure that year because remember we went through like seven tackles. And then the next year we had a big season, but yeah, dude, you're right. It, it just it just lingers because, dude, it's 28 yards, man. Whatever it was, 28, 26. That was in the old Gopher Stadium or in the Gopher Stadium, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the bears,
1: uh, man, okay. let's do well, hold get on. To...
0: Because I do want to talk a little bit about some of the positives because beyond um, Detroit, who can put up points with the best of them, but gives up points uh, the worst of them, I guess you could say, if you look at these three other defenses, you know, Green Bay, Philly, and now uh, New Orleans, which was really tough sledding, this, especially against the run and the pressure and all that, that they're putting on, especially without having to blitz a whole lot. They were rushing four guys. Um, you know, there is something to be like, well, let's let another four games go by and start to Uh take on mediocre to poor defenses. And let's see where we're at because, you know, we only had one three and out trying to find some positives to this stuff too. We've talked about the Renzo stuff, but there was five out of six drives where they scored and actually, uh, six out of uh, seven. So basically after that interception. They scored on six of their seven next drives. Now only one touchdown, obviously, in that. But that, hey, that that's you know, it's really about hey, let's 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 fine tune this thing. But also, let's see what happens. You know, we are. It doesn't feel like we're hitting on big plays, but we are like seventh and and fifteen plus uh, passing yards uh, plays. We, we you know, it's it's kind of feast or famine with that, but. Um, considering where our run game is right now, we're still not over a hundred yards. So offensively, there is some good stuff here uh, going on now, defensively, you know, the scoring, it's kind of funny on both sides of the, the coin, Aaron, because if you look at our, our points per game, we've scored 23 and above three out of the four times that we had that seven. Right. And then, we probably should be giving up maybe a little bit more points, but we had that seven to open, right? We gave yeah. up 24, 24, and 25. So it's still, you know, we're almost a fourth of the way through, but it, some of these numbers you're like, okay, let, let's see, because we have gone against good rushing offenses, and like I said, the defensive uh, fronts have been really sold and everything like that. Um, so they're 12th best in scoring defense right now. Um, they are bending but not breaking. Uh, you know, we're not giving up a bunch of points. In the, creating you know,
1: turnovers.
0: In the, yeah, exactly. Timely ones at that. No. And, and at the end of half in fourth quarter, they've only given up, I think, three points or something like that. Ten points on the year, which is a huge thing, considering where we were. Um, and just to bring up Pat P. at the age of 32, he's been targeted 20 times and they only have 90 catches in that time. He has four pass breakups uh and cam on the other side as long as he can stay healthy you know he's looked really really good whether it's you know you know uh tackling in the run game we've seen him do plenty of that but also this one six targets only three receptions and he had three uh pass up pass breakups too so i mean we are starting to see you know a lot of good stuff now defensively though uh as far as pressure. It's not a great thing, Aaron, when Tomlinson is is the guy who had the most pressures. He had three, he had that sack, and he had that uh, strip. So Darius only had one. He did get that. He did find a home on that one. And then Phillips and Hunter both won a piece. I don't know exactly where we go. Ingram and Cleveland kind of were giving up. They both gave up a sack, but they gave up a bunch of pressures between them. That's kind of a let's see how that works, but Denil Hunter right now is is uh, ranks 14th in pass rush snaps. Uh, so this is basically through four games, a for any four game stretch of his career, this is his lowest output of pressures uh, since his rookie year when he was a rotational guy in 2015. Um, so. We gotta, you know, we, we gotta get some more pressure on the QB, dude, because Cam and, and, Pat P are doing their jobs. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's, it's the way it is. And I think defensively, um, there's some bright spots. I think your secondary is looking pretty good now. You, you know, you lost Louis seen, and that's a thing, but you know, he just started getting playing time. Mattel seems to be a good backup. Uh, Bynum seems to be holding his water. Um, Cam's playing well. I think it's just pressure, man. And with DeNeal I, I hate to speculate on what it is. Maybe he's just not good at outside linebacker. Um, maybe you need to move right. him into a different role. Um, cause Wanam can play the outside linebacker. He's still making plays out there. And you don't want to say that's, I'm not saying bench DeNeal but give him a different oh, role right. or just trying to figure out what it is where you're not getting pressure from his side. Maybe he's drawing all the attention to him, but then wouldn't Z be getting, uh, more pressures? Maybe it's that we don't have that great of an interior or offensive line, so they can focus their uh, attention on the outside guys. But something's not right. You're not getting pressure that you want, or you're not just not drawing that pressure, or you're not, you know, making creative stunts. It could be a lot of different things. But nonetheless, um, you need pressure because it, it helps everybody uh, behind them. And yeah, uh,
0: fourth lowest in the NFL right now at, at blitzing too. So you know, we're, you know, it doesn't feel like we're blitzing it's because we're not, right?
1: Yeah. And offensively, I think it's just timing and timing and, Mm -hmm. you know, just getting a feel for how to, what to do in this offense, you know, a way to describe it is if, you know, you play a game a few times and you're not, you don't know the little subtleties of the game, but you know, through time, you start to figure it out and things get a little easier and then it becomes second nature and all that stuff. And I think we're just going through that right now. I mean, they've, a lot of them, even in training camp, said they were struggling to pick it up a little bit, and uh, it's a yeah. dr- drastic change from you know the Kubiak uh, play action system. So uh, I think so far so yeah, good, and like and you a said, drastic
0: it, three four change too. So
1: yeah, and re- regardless of of what we're seeing on the field, uh, if you would have said beginning of the year in our preview show that we'd come out of the first four three and one, I would probably would have laughed. At. I thought you know maybe two and two at the most. Would be something to shoot for. So I think we're uh, in a better spot than any of us thought we would be, regardless of the nuances that we're missing defensively and offensively. I think that will come along, and it'll be interesting to see in the next four games um, how that does come along. Because you're right, Chris. Uh, like you said, it was we're not seeing we're not going to see these kind of fronts all year. We're not going to see. Uh, competent defenses all year. We're not going to see great offensive lines all year. We're not going to see, you know, it's going to ebb and flow with the next coming opponents and you'll be able to make hay in a lot of those games. And it was a tough little draw, you know, getting green Bay. And then uh, a good Philly team, which going into the season, nobody thought would be that good. Uh, Detroit's not a bad team. They're going to win some games. And, uh, And the saints are no slouches either. So you had a nice, four to open up with I'm not saying they're going to get easier but they're going to be different and I think you'll have a chance to to really uh uh put your best foot forward in the next what 13 games
0: yeah in a little uh follow-up from last week when I was talking about QB wins and you know people throwing stats at me and everything I'll, I'll show you an example of QB wins okay and uh I think we can all agree that this this stat line I'm about to read it doesn't prove anything so Kirk Cousins is 5-3 and 1 against Aaron Rodgers 4-3 and 1 here and then they won in Washington and and, and technically probably should be what is it 4-3 it should be 5 and 3 because you know to be fair we missed two goddamn kicks in overtime to win the game you know but does that does that does that QB win over – dude, he owns Rodgers, bro. No, he doesn't. He's not – it's not even in the same stratosphere as Rodgers. Rodgers is at least the top five quarterback of all time. We can argue where he lands there, but that's what I mean. Like, we can pick and choose certain things, and, and I did get some heat, and I thought I would. I thought I would do that. Um, but just to kind of send something back at, at you guys if you want to keep messaging me, the last 20 starts, okay, of Kirk Cousin as a Vikings, last 20 starts, okay. He's led a game tying or go-ahead drive at the end of regulation or an OT, the nine out of his last 20 starts, okay. I'm not going to go over the games, okay, because we don't have a ton of time. But let's just take a deep breath and calm down. I love the Vikings too, okay? But I know that he's not as good as Rodgers. Oh, you're a bad really
1: fan, crazy. man. I mean, what are you, are you yeah. even a fan of the Vikings? Do you even like them? Like, what's, wrong? what's
0: wrong? I just like the troll, man. I'm just going to be a troll on Twitter, man. That's what I'm into. Well, Memes, dude. bro. Memes are what's well, whatever, on Twitter, bro. <laughs> Speaking of, the next game, because I'm a fan. I am going to watch it, but I really hope that I can make some good memes of this one. Um, so we got the Bears coming up. Okay, they're having a rough start to their season, but they are two and two. The Bears. The Bears. Yeah, the baby um, Bears
1: is what they say.
0: That's You're, you're right on that one. They definitely. I've heard, them, I've heard them say it. But if you look at, I mean, back to the stats, right? <laughs> But if you look at the stats on 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 offense i mean it's it's bad, it's really, really bad right now. It doesn't matter what stat you look at. they're at least twentieth and up I was reading through a couple of them dead last, second to last, this last, all this stuff and they got a a, a quality win week one by the way um in defense too, if we can't run against this defense uh There might be a problem that we're going to have to look into. We're not doing great on both sides of that. We're giving one thirty-one up, which is a little too much. They're giving up a buck eighty-three a game, Aaron. We're at ninety. The problem is though, they they they're averaging a one. They're not really throwing them. They're averaging one seventeen through the air, which in college football that would be acceptable uh, if you're a dominant team. But they're they're averaging one seventy-seven on the ground. So, you know, we're going to be tested there, but we're not even at a hundred. We're 98, um, in rush or 98 yards per game. So we definitely, I mean, if there's ever a time to run the ball, it's this week here.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's what it's on paper, right? I mean, you want to run the ball and you want to stop the run. I mean, mean, that's cliche, but this week it's the game plan. Um, uh yeah. I mean, look. Offensive line, they've got a good one. They've always have had a good one. Um especially for running the ball. And ours is pretty good at running the ball too. Um defensive line no more Hicks. We don't get to talk about him anymore. No more oh. Khalil Mack. We don't have to talk oh. about him anymore. But still a, a decent defense. Oh yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, you, you know, you want to say you want to run the ball here and be successful at doing it, but that's just not what our offense is anymore. And that's kind of scary because we're kind of passing to run now and to just come and do the opposite for one game might be a little bit strange. So I think we're going to try to fit a square peg into a round hole here and hope to have success with it. But, you know, on paper, yeah, run the ball. I just don't think we're going to do it as much as we would like to see. Um, and running the ball is not a bad thing. I mean, for the last year and a half, everybody's running the ball too much and running the ball. Why are you running the ball? You know, it's like you run it until they stop it. Then you do something else. That's the school of football I come from. And uh, that's a little bit different now with the offense we have under O'Connell and the gang. And so far, you know, offensively, besides scoring touchdowns, it's been fairly successful. Look, the Bears, they can – if you're not playing well, so don't think you can come home and lay an egg. I know you're tired from London, but you know, yeah, you still got to get up true. to play these guys. Um, and they're not a terrible football team and they got talent. And I'm a little worried about fields getting out of the pocket because I mean, we used to be worried about Trubisky. Well, this is Trubisky mm. times 10 if you're going to let him out of the pocket. Um, so that's my biggest concern defensively. I think they have some decent receivers, but I think you can cover those guys. Um, offensively, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. I think. If you score 21-24, you'll win. But, uh, you know, it's, it's a tough game to read because you don't know what they're going to be like coming back from London. You want to say that's right. not a big deal and they're not going to lay an egg, but maybe they, they're going to have a bye week in their head, even though it's not on the schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, so on paper, you win this game, um, and you win it pretty soundly, I would say 28-14. But, you know, the football gods and, and the Viking lore um, could make it a lot tighter than that, although I do feel like at the end of the game it will be a W, uh, Vikings win.
0: Yeah, and we are favored at home by seven points, and that is something to touch upon. Like I noticed, unless they've done more and, and it just took a while to upload, it was just the coach and the punter. It's the only one that talked to the media right today, you know. So they probably are. And like I said, maybe I'll check after and, and they'll be updated. But um, yeah, it, it, that's a tough one because usually they offer you a buy. I think obviously it's easier to say now. We were we were kind of both in favor, I believe, of, of kicking that down a couple of weeks, kicking the buy can down the week a couple, you know, a couple of weeks. I, I like that because it makes sense. Um, but in the same breath, it's like being three and one feels a lot better. So it's like, well, shit, you know, this might be a weird game can't really not too many teams have actually done it uh where they play the next week. So it is you're right, it is a tough read at it. So I have it I but I think we're gonna get the dub. I have it uh twenty three to sixteen. Um and that's I think what are they? I think they're averaging sixteen points a game. So um you know we, we I think we'll be able to run though. We definitely you're right, like the last two years especially we've passed to kind of open up the run, and, and and honestly, a lot of that, we documented that two years ago about halfway through the season that Jefferson was drawing so much attention that all of a sudden there wasn't eight in the box, and it was like, whoa, what's this? Not eight in the box. Oh, this will really open stuff up. So, um, like you said, we are moving the ball. We just got to finish drives, but I do think they'll get the job done.
1: Chris, days. I just had the thought that, you know, maybe – whatever jet lag or whatever coming back or no bye week, that may not affect us this coming week. It'll be the week after, you know, um, just because of, you know, uh, it's just a possibility. We could come out, just destroy the bears and then lay an egg the next game. Um, I mean, it could go any number of ways. I just had that thought and thought to myself. It kind of makes sense too.
0: Yeah, maybe. I mean, possibly. You never know. Uh, But it is hard to read. That's a really good point. It's a very hard to read on this one because it's not done like that as much. And we've never done it. We've always had buys. We've been there three times now. So, um, you know, we'll see. It clearly didn't – they didn't look out of, you know, sorts uh, there, that's for sure. Uh, no. Maybe when they got to the red zone, but that was about it. Um, so 3-1, and one, got a legit chance to be 3-0 and oh in the division, and then it's just the Lions – somewhere in the in the coming weeks, and then we don't play the division, the, the rest of it, until the, the last two games. So that would yep. be such a huge thing to get that lead and then not even mess with it. Okay, Packers will always have a lead on you uh, type thing, even if we did lose to Detroit on the road, which is very possible. So um, this is a huge game for that reason, no doubt about it. Fortunately, we do have to close the show on a bad note. Yeah. Purdue snuck up and bit the gophers on the nose. It was almost like they showed up, and they're like, okay, where do we go to get our W? Where's our Where's the W line? We showed up to the stadium. They're handing them out, right? They're handing them out this year. We're 4-0. Uh, did you see us last week? We spanked a team that is tough to win uh, on the road. And it was just mistake after mistake after bad pass after a touchdown that Went off a guy's chest interception. Just, just didn't. Play. We're not an elite program, so you got to play at least pretty good. And the offense definitely faltered. And it wasn't like last year, we were like, pass more, pass more. What the hell are we doing? All we're doing is running. No, we were passing. We were passing. So it wasn't like it was just we only had eight attempts and we just hope for the best. Um, the game was there to be won and
1: they didn't get the job done. Yeah, well said. Um they just it was you know, last homecoming it was I think Bowling Green. I think that was the the disaster. So we've got a homecoming uh trend going here that's not, not a positive trend and you know, it's disappointing, Chris. It really is. Um, they were, they had the path lined up and you and I were talking and we probably got ahead of ourselves and you know, we we did say you know do not overlook Purdue, but we you know talked about the next game Illinois a lot, and well, it's just you kind of thought that's true. I mean, yeah, well,
0: I, I had the plus I took that plus twelve for, the, yeah. for them because I thought it'd be a tighter game.
1: Well, I thought they'd at least win, but uh, you know, ain't it like the Gophers is what you got to say? It's just one of those things, man. They, albatross, they got to carry one, you know, and it's like well it's hard you could speculate on why they had a bad performance and blah, blah, blah. But at this point, it, it's all excuses and nonsense. Um, you're not an elite program, but you appear to be on your way there. And a lot of people have a lot of faith in you nationally. And, you know, maybe you listen to that stuff and, you know, PG always says, we keep we keep everything in house and we don't listen to the outside noise and we don't do anything is, but you know, you're still blowing homecoming games. Um, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Purdue's not a terrible team, so it's not like shameful or anything like that, but Yeah, no, it's you, not bowling green. <laughs> if you wanna be play in the Big Ten Championship, you wanna possibly go to a college football playoff. Chris and I go see you guys at the Rose Bowl once in our life. Uh you gotta win these games and you can't keep dropping these games and everybody thinks you had an advantage in this game. You should have won this game. Um Purdue played well, but not that effing great. So you know, we should have won and I think we said even off the air defense played well enough to win that game. A few hiccups here and there, but you got some turnovers, you did what you had to do. Offense just couldn't get it going, made a bunch of mistakes. Um just an uncanny performance from what we've seen uh throughout the tenure of Fleck and some undisciplined plays. Some bonehead plays like Michael Brown Stevens uh, dropping a ball in his chest in the end zone, which turned into an interception. Just wasn't their day as a way to put it, but they created their own problems in that one, and that's what makes it a little hard to take. Uh, look, guys, if you want to be a, a top college football program, you just can't have this. You've got to be consistent in your performance. And if you get beat, you get beat, but no one likes to get beat. By themselves, uh, to beat yourself is the worst. And, uh, that's what they did. And, uh, you know, it's going to put a stain on the next section of their season until they work their way out of it. And literally, Chris, at this point, you might be able to lose to Penn State, but after that, you've got to, you've got to win a, almost all other games.
0: Well, I push back on that because a lot of people have two losses right now and at least one loss. Um, and not only that, but this this we we knew at the beginning of the season that the Big Ten West was open, but this thing is wide open now, and we just didn't know which teams it would be because you know there's a probably six seven teams. I guess you could count out Nebraska. <laughs> you know, um, that's about it because Maryland's looking better too. We talked about Illinois, Purdue's always there. I mean, they lost on the road to Syracuse, who's Ranked, by the way, good team, on the road in, in dramatic fashion. And then Penn State beat them in the first game in dramatic fashion, 35-31, in the last, like, under a minute or, like, whatever, something like under two minutes to win the game. So I didn't think they'd lose, but I did take that plus 12. I thought that was pretty wide. Um, but the run game, um, 26 carries, 47 yards. Um, obviously no mo. But still, I mean, that run game was major. And like I said, you know, we completed eighteen passes for two fifty-seven. Um, so it's not like it was last year. To people saying that last year where we just wouldn't we, we just wouldn't pass the ball, that's that's nonsense. And Daniel Jackson, we know Autumn Bell's out for the season. We don't know if he'll come back or not. That's that's but Daniel Jackson looks like he can be a number one wide receiver because he had a hell of a game no doubt about that so um they got a buy this week um then they got some t- two road games coming up you know we had that home stretch so now it's two road three out of the first four games were or no four out of the first five were on the we're at home so now we're on the road at illinois and at penn state but we do have a buy which comes at a great time hmm. uh, now that we think about it but yeah i mean it's it's still wide open uh chris when it goes back
1: i someone got at, the
0: wisconsin's two and three
1: Wisconsin. sorry to interrupt i still haven't got the word on it. did they just sit mo is he hurt what happened
0: well he got hurt last week his ankle but he came back in the game so the pro we all kind of thought in college you can hide it a lot better um we all thought well he came back at the game but you know sometimes ankles are just injuries in general but especially ankles all of a sudden, you sit down and it's midweek. You're like, dude, this thing's still really tight. This is not feeling good. So yeah, that's what it was. We just—he's gonna probably be like it was close, you know. But he's—he's he's probably gonna be able to play next week. Um, but just to your point, what we're talking about here—one, two, three, four. So basically, seventeen. So Wisconsin's zero two in Big Ten play right now. And to be fair, one of those games against Ohio State. But the other one, two, three, four, five, six teams are one and one. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it is – it's early. It's wide open. You know, who freaking knows? Maybe Northwestern. Maybe Illinois. Maybe us. Maybe Iowa. I don't know. But it's open. It is open. And it's it's all before us still. But, yeah, you can't show up and just look for for the line where you get – the shortest line to get it done. (laughs)
1: No, I mean, that's a great thing you brought up that Mo was out too. I didn't mention that in my rant. Um, you know, it makes me kind of wonder. You decided to stick with Mo and Potts and give up, uh, Kai and, uh, the other kid that went to Oregon, uh, Bucky. And I'm not saying you don't have depth under Potts, but you're, you're putting Bryce Williams out there who, you yeah, is a decent back, but. I don't think he's got the juice that Bucky had or, or Kai. I think you're missing those guys, especially if you're going to not have Mo for a game or, or, or an extended amount of games. Obviously you see the difference in the offense without him. Um, and I think that was a big part of the offensive problems, uh, that they had. Now, should they have still been able to overcome that? Yes. But let's not, uh, let's not act like not having Mo is not going to have an
0: impact. Yeah. Yards so. after contact he's one of the best in the whole country.
1: Yeah, I think if he was playing, you wouldn't have lost that game, um, but I'm not going to say that it was his fault or that that was the, right. the reason they lost. But I think if you would have had Mo in there, you probably
0: wouldn't have lost that game. Yeah. And like you said, though, he didn't drop balls. He didn't overthrow a ball. He didn't, you know, there was, we could have just grinded that one out. Normally we do, but when you don't even get to a hundred yards with our offense, it, it it's, it's kind of funky uh, for us, no doubt about. It. We tried to pass though. Uh, one, you know, obviously that one of the picks wasn't his fault. The other one he was rolling out. He had three of them. Uh, Morgan, he was rolling out, got it tipped, got it picked. Another one was just a bad pass. So um, overall, you know we'll see uh, what happens, but I think a bye week's perfect for two on the road tough uh, games, so we'll, we'll definitely catch up next week. Um, any final things before we shut this? Uh, I think this is our longest show ever. One of the longest shows ever. We've had a lot to talk about.
1: Yeah, it's quite a recap. Um, yeah, follow. Uh, get to your podcast. It's uh, sprecher dot com. Uh, living in Loserville, and you can pretty much find it or get connected to it on most places where you get your podcasts.
0: All righty, we'll be back next week. Let's hope uh, you know we can be three and zero in the division, four and one. And uh, get the dub. Peace.